can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. We've had a bit of a kerfuffle this morning with we you have. and me. I feel terrible. Okay. So you might remember from a few episodes ago, Hannah had a tech PWD KWN and it was the AirPods Pro. <sighs> and so end of financial year, I thought, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to buy the <laughs> AirPods Pro. If Hannah says they're good and they're easy to clean your earwax out of, Sure. I'll give them a crack. So I order these three ninety. Not an easy. It's not like a, a really cheap give it a yeah. crack. Yeah. Purchase either. A three hundred dollar spend. Um, I've had my initials engraved on them. I've opened them up this morning in preparation for recording because we haven't recorded until now. And I tried to put them in my ears, and I was like, I hate these. And so <laughs> I get like- on the call with Hannah. And <laughs> I hold them up, and she's like, Oh my god, how good are they? And I'm like. <laughs> Hannah, I hate that. And she's like, what? <laughs> and so then you had to explain to me, there's actually been yes. a hack with the AirPods Pro. So explain it to the people in case they've done the same thing as me. Okay, so I, unlike you, I went through like the whole, I read an article on one of those tech websites about all the different features of, of the AirPods. And so they've got three different sizes for the little rubber attachment. So I think you've got the wrong size attachment. Yes. I put, I've got medium, but they're small. And you said that they didn't feel tight. So it's meant to have like a seal uh. the, because of the noise cancelling. And yeah. you can actually go into it and you can actually check. So when we get off the phone, connect to your iPhone, go to Bluetooth, press the little I button and then yeah. it says test ear fit. Click on that and it's going to do a test and it'll uh, tell you if they're too big. Okay. Why don't you go and read the article about all the features? Because it's a pretty- Why don't you send me that article? Because I just went based off your influence. You've got to maximize the use of all- So you've been listening to them not even on- No, um... I hadn't opened them till this morning. I've had them since the start of the week and I just just didn't open them. But But you can like pause by tapping down and you can go forward on songs and backwards and turn- Isn't Apple um... just amazing? If they're interested in sponsoring us- Uh, we did this whole segment. I, I, I don't think. I don't think. Yeah, we could do a whole episode on our favorite Apple yeah. tech. <laughs> anyway, so I got the AirPods Pro, um, and we seem to have uh, troubleshooted our way through the issues that I was having this morning. So I'm going to change Great. the rubber heads over to small size because I think yep. my ear holes might be a little bit smaller <laughs> than yours. Your delicate little ears. Yeah, my delicate little ears. Yeah. Um, so next time we record, I'm going to fully have these in. I'm going to have a full cinematic experience. Exactly. Great. So, Joe, what is on today's episode? So today we are answering your would you rather questions. We had some spicy ones come through. So spicy. We're, uh, we're going through those. It's very You guys are sick. I know, <laughs> seriously. Um, and then we're discussing the relationship between self-care and self-image with the Psychology Sisters and, of course, our products we didn't know we needed. So uh, a regular, uh, Matthew, has joined us again. But this time we have a bit of audience participation. So I put up a a question box on my story a couple of weeks ago and asked you guys to send your best would you rather questions and wow, you did not disappoint. 
I said the weirder the better. I did not know that you guys had the level of weirdness in you that you guys you are do. freaks. Um, absolute freaks. So I actually, <laughs> I didn't see all of them. I, I like purposely didn't read all of them. And I sent screenshots to Matthew to choose all the questions. So we don't know what he's going to ask us today. Have you included like a mix of the weird ones and normal ones? Yeah, I've included a few weird ones, but there's just some that I just don't think I can include at yeah. all. And I don't want to like, <laughs> I'm not trying to like bite the hand that feeds us or whatever, but I, I think the the audience of Beauty IQ judged off like this would you rather are just some sick depraved people (laughs) (laughs) but we love that I love our audience I love them they're so good all right let's jump into it let's jump in all right would you rather never use niacinamide ever again or only ever poo in public oh I would I would rather never use niacinamide again. Uh. <laughs> I hate pooing in public. Like if I go on holidays, I'm constipated the whole time because I hate because my uh, it all just like what did they what did Dr. Lucinda say? You're like your rectum like uh, I don't know. She said <laughs> what? something. I don't think she said Dr. That. Lucinda said when you're stressed out, your like body yeah. Uh, that's how I feel about oh, public toilets. When I'm stressed out, mine just evacuates. Yeah, okay. So, okay. yeah. Definitely, I never want to use niacinamide. I mean, obviously, I'm going to have to go without the niacinamide then, even though that niacinamide is life for me. But I think, I mean, I can't leave the house all the time to prove. <laughs> like, that's just yeah. not. Nah. Yeah. It's like, it's like saying, would you rather breathe oxygen or use skincare? Like, yeah. obviously, <laughs> like obviously, I'd rather breathe oxygen. Like, yeah. And yeah. I've, like, I've, I pretty much haven't included any of the, um, would you rather never use this product again or never use SPF again? Mm. Because yeah. it's always going to be SPF. Everyone we know what that. the answer is going to be. Yeah. Okay. Go on a first date every day for 30 days or not go on any dates for a whole year? <sighs> first date for 30 days for sure. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah if only, fa- yeah, if only the, the guys would turn up <laughs> and, not, <laughs> and not cancel last minute. Hannah, this one's directed at you then. Oh, cool. They, okay. Would you rather have sex with, and they wrote Colin Firth, but I imagine <laughs> they mean... Colin, Colin Farrell. Farrell. Yeah, yeah, I think so. People, people are very confused by the Colin They really Farrell. are. But would you rather have sex with Colin Firth <laughs> once? I feel like this, is, uh, this should definitely be an easy one. Would you rather have sex with Colin Firth once or meet and marry your soulmate? <laughs> okay, so would I rather have sex with Colin Farrell and let's assume that he's not my soulmate or would I rather meet my... Well, I don't believe in soulmates, so I'd rather nice. have sex with Colin Farrell. Oh, nice. yeah, fair enough. I didn't expect that. I don't believe in soulmates. I think that, yeah. I think that there's multiple... Men for me. Yeah. <laughs> not a- <laughs> <laughs> that sounded really bad. I was gonna say not at the same time. But like I think I think you can have more than- I think you can have more than one soulmate. Agree. Joe, Joe, do you believe in soulmates to get a bit uh, deep? I don't think so because I just okay. think how do you expect your soulmate to be in the same city as you yeah. when there's like how many people live in this world? I don't even know. Totally. But like, Billions. Yeah, I just think there's multiple people for you that are suited to yeah. you. I don't think I yeah. believe there's one single person. Um, okay, well, following on that sort of vibe, love, the person that sent this in titled it Love or Lust. Have sex with only oh one Oh, my God, person. Hannah, you know who sent this in? Who? Wait, can we can we beep his name out and just say the guy that sent this in, Joe and I both went on a date with yeah. him. Yeah. What? I'm not. I'm actually. <laughs> 
you not, we both went on a date with this guy from Hinge. Yeah. Did you know that at the time? I knew. Uh, I, I, I was Were you first, first <laughs> And I was like, all right, I'll give it a crack. I think it was, I, I think we knew. We, we were planning to talk about it on the dating podcast. We were going to, we were going to talk about it. But anyway, we've, we've, we've talked about it here. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, so, anyway, so, so what did, continue what did, with his question. Yeah, because I saw this come through. I was like, oh, my God, he's still interacting with my stories. <laughs> all the other messages from him as well, just all these question marks to him. Like, are you there, Joe? <laughs> um, okay, love or lust. Have sex with only one person for the rest of your life or a new partner every year? Oh, same person for the rest of your life or a new partner every year? I can't choose. Both yeah, sound pretty I know. good. <laughs> I'm almost tempted to go with the second option, to be honest, because by the time you're too. a year in, they, they start to get a little bit annoying. You're probably ready yeah. to move on. Yeah. yeah. And then you probably start to have less sex. So, like, if you refresh it every year, I mean, they both sound great to me. So yeah. Both, yeah. both involve regular sex. So. <laughs> uh, okay. I think we're starting to delve into the depraved sort of world here. Okay. So you okay. let me know what you reckon. But. Okay. Would you rather have teeth in your vagina or no teeth in your mouth? <laughs> I love our listeners. And oh, when did, when so did you like post this would you rather would... as well? Like, I feel like these were all sent in like late at night. No, well. they weren't. It was like the middle of the day. Oh, that's, I love that's that. That's even worse. I'd that worse. rather teeth on my I'd vagina. I'd rather teeth in my vagina. Yeah. I don't you want would? no teeth. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to have no teeth. Because then your all of your like bone structure starts to degrade around your teeth because your teeth are so important in maintaining the structure of your face. So no, I'm gonna have to go for for a toothy vagina. Alrighty, you heard mm, it here first. That dentist appointment would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Joe, get all the same tattoos as Hannah, or have <laughs> Hannah choose slash organize every date you ever have for the rest of your life. I know it's definitely the second option. Have her arrange my dates. Yeah, but I mean, this is but this is your love life you're talking about. I don't care. I'd, I'd rather not be tattooed. I know her type. Like I know her yeah, type. Yeah, she does. Tea. She does. I could. I, she showed me a photo the other day, and I zoomed in, and I was like, F- "That is like I just yeah. know. I know who her type is. I can <laughs> yeah. take one look at a guy and go, Joe's type. I can do the same back to her. She so, can. She can. Yeah. In front of your boss." Would you rather fart loudly with no smell or fart silently with terrible smell? That's so hard. And I'm just thinking of Dan. Like we interviewed him so the listeners will know. Oh, my God. I've just been triggered by a story of my own life. Go, which I just tell, feel like I can't tell, even. Tell. This is so embarrassing. So I, when I worked at a department store when I was younger, I was like 15, and I was doing my training and I must have eaten something that was really like messing with my stomach and I felt so sick. And this girl's like this manager staying there training me and I, <laughs> and my stomach hurt so much that I like walked away a little bit and tried to just like <laughs> let some of that like gas out that was making me in so much pain. Oh. But it ended up that like I could smell the smell coming back and I felt like she could too and then I was just like oh my god I had to stand there and I couldn't leave yeah it was so bad but she never said anything so I mean I'm assuming she just she acknowledged what was happening and she just decided not Mm. to say anything but I've already done that so yeah 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 yeah. would you would you do that again then or would you just own it I think I'd rather fart with the sound and no smell 
because it's less offensive. I'd probably do the loud. Oh, I don't know. Both both are horrible. Both are so awkward. Okay, Hannah. I feel like we asked a variant of this last time we did a Would You Rather, but I want to double check now since you've traveled again. Mm. Someone sent in, Hannah, no traveling ever again or no TV slash iPad when you go to sleep at night. Ooh. They know you well, don't they? Mm. Oh, I love that, mm. listener. They've been so attentive. It's actually like Sophie's choice. I, I just can't. Hannah, like, I reckon I c- you could adapt to not having the TV. I think that's we can grow out of that. That would be the worst. I just, but I. It'd be hard, but we'd get there. I've become, COVID's really changed me and I've become a real homebody and I just love watching TV and doing a puzzle every night. Like it just gives me so much joy. I probably would ditch the TV, to be honest, because if I was in. It's the TV when you're going to sleep though. You can still watch it when you're awake. Oh, wait, can I? Yeah. Can I watch the TV? Yeah, it's just like like when you go to bed. Yeah, I'll I'll adapt then. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the no. I'll travel for sure. Damn. I feel like that's like a, I feel like you answered the opposite last time. So you're growing in the sleep department. Mm. Growing. Yeah. yeah. We're all evolving every day. Here's another teeth related one. Would you rather have eyelashes? See, this is what I mean. This is just like, I didn't come up with any of these, just by the way. I want to reiterate that. Yeah. This is the yeah. listener These are from the audience. Yeah, okay. yeah. Would you rather have eyelashes for teeth or teeth for eyelashes? <laughs> Neither. Oh eyelashes my for God. teeth, you can't do nothing. That doesn't even make sense. Like how I think I'd go eyelashes as teeth because well I can't the teeth would weigh down my eyes I wouldn't be able to open my eyes. Joe, you don't smile. You don't smile much either. I'll go eyelashes <laughs> as teeth too. You could just like it would be weird to have teeth. You could just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, and just have the yeah yeah, yeah go with that. <laughs> would you rather use three in one wash for an entire year or have a recurring hemorrhoids for a year? <sighs> Three in one wash. <laughs> three in one wash. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like three in one wash, it's not great, but it's not that bad. Like, can't be yeah. like, it's not that yeah. bad. It's not as bad as yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like they think that, like, we're, we're, like, we're so obsessed with skincare yeah. that we would choose yeah. medical issues. We're logical, over. guys. <laughs> like, we're pretty, like, we're not crazy. Okay. Uh, definitely don't. We were talking about this one before. Don't answer this one. I just want to address something. There was a question that said, would you rather kiss Matt or Eddie with tongue? Now, why I want to bring this one up is because the person who sent that in obviously thinks Eddie and I are ugly because they're saying they they emphasized with tongue to make it sound like more disgusting. (laughs) I I feel like that's not true because we always get messages saying like that girls think you're cute. So (laughs) no comment on that one. Yeah, yeah, very fair, very fair. Um, I mean, we just get really into the drags with the rest of them. Like we got um, eat... mm, I'll say it. Eat chocolate that tastes like poo or poo that tastes like chocolate. Oh. Poo that tastes like chocolate. What do you don't what? even know? Hannah, I would eat chocolate that tastes like poo because I don't want E. coli. Hannah <laughs> <laughs> goes straight now, to, oh, yeah, I'll eat a shit if it tastes like chocolate. No, no, no. They're not saying eat a chocolate poo. No, they're saying eat poo that tastes like chocolate. That's what you oh, said. Oh, no. Then I thought you meant, I thought you meant just poo that looks like chocolate, not that you have to eat it. That's <laughs> she hasn't understood the question. <laughs> I'll eat the chocolate poo. Eat the chocolate poo. The chocolate that tastes like poo. Is that what we're choosing? Yes. You guys are sick. Uh, this one's funny. Not beauty related. Fight one horse-sized duck or a thousand duck-sized horses. 
One horse-sized duck. One horse-sized <laughs> yeah. duck. I feel like a swift punch to the throat yeah. Yeah. would bring it down. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Joe. <laughs> what about this one? Would you rather fart during the anus add-on or vomit at the dentist? Oh, um, I'd rather fart. fart. Yeah, yeah, I just hate vomiting. Nah. No, no, no. No? No, I don't think really? so. Really? I don't think so. Yeah, that's Well, that's you haven't had your anus lasered, have you? No, I haven't. But yeah, I, so you can't speak from experience. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a cringy combo for you to go and do. Get, get an anus add-on. What is it? Yeah. I don't even know what it is. It, it, it's hair laser. Oh. Um, no. <laughs> 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 so just so we have that in, in recording, just... <laughs> All right. Well, um, I feel like we have gone through a number of these. Um, if there's any ones that we missed, I'm going to put them on my Instagram story. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot that we could have covered. So I'm going to share a few. Thanks, guys. We love you. Yes, yeah, so many people contributed. So we may even do another one of these because they were really fun. So today we're discussing the relationship between self-care and self-image with Amy and Kat from the Psychology Sisters on Instagram, and they also have a podcast. Welcome to the podcast, gals. Oh, thank you for having us. Yes, thank you so much for having us. We're so excited. Our pleasure. We're excited to chat. This is going to be a bit more of a deep conversation than we're used to having. Hannah and I usually have very surface level <laughs> conversations. We did, but we, did have, we did have a chat with psychologists around COVID because that we was... Did. That was a tough time. Yeah, we were in yeah. a low place then. Mm. Um, but we thought this would be a good opportunity to talk about, as I said, that relationship between um, self-care and self-image and how beauty comes into that. So from a psychological perspective, we'd love to get your take on what you think motivates people to engage in beauty and skincare. So studies have shown that attractiveness and beauty are really important characteristics when we're looking for a romantic partner, right? So our brain actually perceives beauty as into something to do and to parallel with who we want to marry essentially and that goes both ways for women and men we also tend to prefer aesthetically pleasing faces and attractive people so our brain actually perceives attraction as a way for in terms of survival which is really interesting because we find attractive people people who we want to mate with and reproduce with so in a very evolutionary perspective mm. beauty for us is a way to survive and i think that in terms of how society has kind of snowballed into just this fascination with beauty and makeup and products because I think it really comes to this idea of how we present ourselves to the world um, says a lot about our also our success our value um, beauty is a signifier of our you know our value in society sometimes so I think that the way that we we engage in beauty and skincare really motivates us from so many different levels and for so many different reasons. Mm. Sort of over the many lockdowns, we saw trends towards customers purchasing, purchasing skincare tools, masks and treat yourself items. Do you think these items have a way to actually make us feel a little bit better? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, since COVID face masks have become the mascot or the symbol of self-care around the globe and there definitely is a lot more emphasis on skincare, that is for certain. I, I think skincare rituals have a way of making ourselves feel better but I think it has less to do with the actual products we're putting on our face and more to do with the practice of taking time to care for ourselves that create feel-good experiences um, so skincare consistently morning or night or both 
gives us a sense of routine and structure, which we often lose during COVID. You know, it's something mm-hmm. that you can accomplish for yourself during uncertainty. And it's one way to prioritise ourselves as well, which is a great habit to get into because a lot of us struggle with putting ourselves first. I think skincare is also quite a mindful practice that invites us to slow down and be present, you know, feeling our skin, sitting with ourselves, soothing warm water, different smells, focusing on what you're doing in the present moment can really calm our nervous system down, which is beneficial for stress, anxiety and tension, which we feel a lot of during COVID. And it provides people with joy and, you know, the anticipation of something good to look forward to as well. I actually had someone tell me yesterday that their skincare ritual was the thing that brings them joy daily because they've created a sanctuary in their bathroom by lighting candles and playing some relaxing music and taking care of their skin, which, you know, is a really comforting practice which can release those feel-good neurotransmitters in our brain you know physically relaxing and being mindful sends us a message to switch off our stress response and go into that state of rest and digest you know spending time to look Mm. after yourself also sends a message that you're worthy of love and care Mm -hmm. I love that. I'm going to start lighting candles and doing a full <laughs> ritual. I rush mine now because I just can't be bothered. <laughs> like, oh, that'll do. Um, so in our current world, things like Instagram filters have kind of made us think that texture and pause and breakouts aren't the norm, even though they absolutely are. So how do you recommend we navigate this? Because it's a very confusing time. Even I get fooled by it and I put a filter on And I'm like, I just can't turn it off now because I don't want to look at myself. But that's how my skin actually is. Like, why am I so ashamed to put something on Instagram that doesn't have a filter on it when I'm posting a story? Like, who cares? That's a really good point. And it's something that has become so, so important, I think, for so many people is since filters have come in, it's really offered a warped sense of reality Mm. and perception of what normal human skin looks like. And as we mentioned, we, we are drawn to beautiful and aesthetic faces. So it's no wonder that there is some appeal to use filters to alter not just our own perception, but other people's perception of us, because we want to put our best foot forward all the time, right? We want to portray this best version of ourselves. Um, mm. But I mean, the problem is the more time we spend looking at these beautiful beautiful textured poreless faces the more our brain starts to think that that's the norm right it starts to think this is what I should be comparing myself to this I'm getting you know saturated with these images of beautiful people so that must be the norm right and if you spend yourself looking at beautiful people you know that really can be overwhelming for your brain and you start to think I need to be at this level and I can't because I'm human and I have human skin so therefore my next bet is to use filters to put you know kind of this perception of myself out to the world. And I think that can really lead to some anxiety um, because we feel like, oh, I'm not good enough unless I have a filter or I'm not. Mm. I can imagine during lockdown, this was something that came up for so many of my clients was when they went back out into to socialise, they were themselves uh, without a filter and that brought up a lot of social anxiety because they had been using a filter. Yeah. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. And I think... During COVID, our world has been turned predominantly virtual. So we spend more and more time saturated in filter to perfect faces. And we do actually forget what what real, normal, inherently flawed human 
beings look like. And I think it's Mm. very easy to forget the function of our body when we're so heavily focused on appearance. Like Kat said, we are a culture who is very, I I guess we value appearance a lot and we are based Mm. a lot around what we look like. Um, So normalising that different skin you know, looks different because of its function. So your skin is the largest organ you have with pores designed to filter what is absorbed and what's expelled in your body. So just like literally every other part of your body, it will look different from person to person. So normal skin changes. It's dry, it's oily, it has blemishes, pores, scales, irritations in the same way that our bodies change and our moods fluctuate. And this is not a problem to solve. Your skin is doing what skin needs to do. And again, it comes back to our culture and the negative consequences we attribute to things that we perceive make us less worthy. Like Mm. acne, for example, we perceive acne makes us unattractive, therefore less worthy of acceptance. Um, Mm. It's about becoming consciously aware of the narratives we tell ourselves so practicing things like social media hygiene can be really helpful in navigating this as well and it's important to look at the things we're consuming on social media and you know actively engaging in uh, social media habits that serve us so that might be following accounts that bring you joy outside of appearance so like dogs following accounts that have lots of cute dogs or following accounts that show raw human skin um, and what what normal humans look like um, as a way of really navigating the, I guess, disillusions around perfect skin. So on that same note, I think something that we've all been guilty of at some point is using the terminology, oh, I used to have really bad skin or my skin's really bad at the moment when referring to concerns like hormonal acne or, you know, just a breakout. Do you think that kind of language has created this negative connotation around what's actually a very normal thing to go through? Yes, absolutely. I think our language and our vernacular around what we look like is so incredibly powerful. We don't give ourselves enough credit to our self-talk and how powerful it can be Mm. on our mood. Mm. What we say to ourselves has such a big impact. And I think that it really is an indicator of what's going on inside our brain. We have approximately 10,000 thoughts a day and a lot of those are unconscious. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't consciously no, think of all those. No, that sounds things. about right. It sounds about right. <laughs> I know. We say to my my clients with anxiety, anxious people have about 200,000 thoughts a day. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, so if imagine if, you know, how many of those thoughts might be unconsciously negative self-talk about ourselves or our skin because our brain and our body hears everything right even if it's even if we aren't consciously aware of it so I, I think it's about really looking at the language around your skin and your body because just it may seem like an off comment like I've got bad skin or I don't like how I look today or whatever it might be but that really has so many neurological impacts and it really does confirm a belief about you like oh I'm I'm not good enough right every time you say that your brain's like yeah cool that means that we're not good enough. If you if you tell yourself something enough times, you'll start to believe it. And I think that's where looking at your self-talk and really wondering how helpful that is for you to say that to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is such an interesting question because, of course, uh, um, I agree with everything that Kat is saying saying that acne is bad skin, we internalise this as having acne means bad things that I need to cover up. You know, it's it's something to really reject or deny about myself because it makes me unworthy. Um, Yes, acne is normal. However, I, I think what's 
but it's a little bit more complex than that. In sufferers of acne experience significant psychological and so, um, psychosocial impacts as well. People are suffering from a severe breakout, struggle with low self-esteem, low self-worth, poor body image, social isolation, increased levels of anxiety, anger, depression, frustration. Like it goes so much more than skin deep. So I think perhaps the language around bad or the negative connotation encompasses a whole experience, which is very real and painful to go through. So I think, Mm -hmm. yes, absolutely. Challenging the way we speak and think about our acne addresses more than, I guess, just the the skin condition. It affects the stories that we tell ourselves about, you know, something that affects our identity and that really matters. So Mm -hmm. although acne is not a life-threatening condition, it definitely can be debilitating. And I think acne can really affect our whole world. You know, it it creates um, fear of judgment. You know, we might not apply for jobs. We might not go out um, for social events because we're worried about our skin. And the more kind of smaller our world feels, the more isolated we feel, the more difficult it is to kind of have these conversations and reach out for help. And so I think it's really important to validate and normalise that experience as well and that, yes, it can feel really awful. And I, I think, too, by validating that, people will tend to feel less shame around struggling with it because they won't feel so alone in that experience. And I think that's vital when working towards unconditional self-acceptance. Yeah. So how would you identify if your interest or passion for skincare or beauty just in general is motivated less by self-care and, you know, might be more associated with harmful thinking, like trying to live up to unattainable beauty standards? That's a really good question. And when I read this, I was thinking mm-hmm. this is such a, an important and good question to, to ask because I can imagine this would affect so many people. So thank mm. you for asking this question. I really love it. It's like, have I crossed the line into an unhealthy obsession or, mm. you know, is this, and I do this about social media, like is so is this is this no, a normal part of my job or have I like crossed over <laughs> to unhealthy? <laughs> oh, I think so many people uh, would be feeling exactly how you're feeling. I, I think a really good way to make a distinction of a functional, normal part of your routine versus a dysfunctional, almost obsessional fixation is to really become aware of your thoughts when you're doing the thing. So when you're completing your makeup, for example, if it was more of a dysfunctional or maybe an insecurity that you're trying to cover up or your thoughts may generally be coming back to, you know, I need to put specific things on to feel good. Um, I need to have this certain level of makeup on before I can leave the house, right? However, if it was more of a self-care thing, there might be less pressure and expectation around what you, you know, what kind of makeup you put on. You might be okay with like, nah, today I just want to do a tinted moisturizer and a mascara and that's fine. It's about really being quite cognizant and aware to your thoughts and feelings around the rituals. Another good way to make a a distinction between those two things of functional and dysfunctional is how you feel after as well. If you're feeling anxious that you couldn't continue your makeup routine or do everything you want to do, you may feel quite anxious and and that can be a signifier that there's something going on there that maybe you need to look into a little bit more. As we always say, I think with everything as a psychologist, it's what are your thoughts and feelings around this Um, (laughs) and whether they're generally positive or generally negative. Yeah, I I agree with everything Kat's saying is really paying attention to the thoughts and feelings associated and how you might be talking to yourself around that. 
but a good exercise to practice if you're unsure is to imagine that you know your makeup was taken away from you or that your mm. skincare products were taken away from you and what comes up for you you know does that make you incredibly stressed and anxious just at the thought of them not being there Joe, to rely on yeah, if someone took my skincare yes <laughs> makeup I can absolutely live without but if someone took my sunscreen I'd buy <laughs> Um, absolutely. And, and that can kind of cr- uh, give us uh, a little bit more distinction around, oh, is it coming from a lens of insecurity and anxiety uh, mm. around self-worth? Mm. Or is it, you know, just a, this, this is a habit that I have for myself and it's part of my normal routine. And do you have any tips for anyone struggling with self-esteem and confidence in a relation to their appearance? I know that's a really big question, but maybe there's some places they can start with getting help or any resources that you recommend? Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a great question too. And I think sometimes it's good to kind of understand that distinction too. Self-esteem and self-confidence sound really similar and they do overlap, but they're different. So self-esteem refers to whether you value yourself and this can change based on experiences and interpersonal relationships. Self-confidence is your belief in yourself and your abilities. And that can fluctuate too, depending on certain situations and factors. And then we've got self-worth, which is kind of like that deeply held belief about your value as a person. You know, am I worthy of love? Am I worthy of good things? And we need a certain level of self-esteem to have confidence in ourselves um, and that requires you know filling our bucket with with small daily practices and you know kind of looking at patterns from family and our family culture around self can be really important to understand where you know our our value within ourselves comes from you know no one is born hating themselves we learn certain traits are either valued or devalued for example Mm. you might learn that beauty practices are a way of taking care of your needs if you've if you've often felt conditional acceptance Mm -hmm. um and a tip here would be working towards self-acceptance rather than confidence. You know, we can't go from having low self-esteem to I love everything about myself and Mm. self-love and, you know, knowing that it fluctuates. So aiming for self-acceptance to allow as a buffer, I guess, for those situations that life throws at us inevitably, um, where we may experience a bit of a blow to, to our confidence or our self-esteem um, so that we have kind of like a solid foundation of, of valuing ourselves and believing in ourselves. And we can start to slowly work on working on, you know, challenging some of those parts that we may find a little bit tricky to accept. And I think um, one thing that Kat and I talk about is accepting compliments. So even if they make you mm. cringe, <laughs> Kat and I um, worked on this and we taught ourselves that if we gave each other a compliment, we rather than dismissing them or being like, oh no, you know, that's not true. We would just say, thank you, sweet angel Face. And over time, compliments become easier to accept and even feel nice. And then yeah. I think absolutely like Kat was talking about before, how you speak to yourself is really important. So whenever you kind of hear that really critical monologue, um, you're being really critical of yourself, you know, ask yourself, would you say that to a friend? And, mm. you know, in, in, if that was kind of how other people heard you speak to yourself, you know, would you, you know, feel a, a little bit worried that they might hear you saying that. So doing so, we will avoid further damaging our self-esteem because like Kat was saying, how we speak to ourselves is really, really powerful. It's funny mm. that you say that thing about the compliments because I was dating someone once and he said to me, you're really good at taking compliments. <laughs> that does <laughs> not surprise <laughs> me. <laughs> but because I'd just say, oh, thank you. Like he'd say you Aww. look really pretty and I'd be like, oh, thanks. thanks. <laughs> but I, he must have been used to like other <gasps> partners in the past being like oh my god no I don't 
Yeah. So we must, as as females, not be able to take compliments very mm. well, but mm. that's something that I just try and do. Well, if he thinks that, then yeah. I'll say that I'm bored. Yeah. But it mustn't be common. Yeah, absolutely. That wonderful. That's so good because also what you're saying is, yeah, I, I, I am worthy, right? Like by accepting a compliment, you're agreeing with it. And it can come across, I think females, we tend to do this since we don't want to come across as what's the word like really up ourselves or yeah. like, you know mm. and, and, but what but what's wrong with that like I I really have a problem with why can't we why can't we mm. you know love ourselves it's almost mm. yeah. not it's almost not yeah. acceptable to be mm. you know like accepting compliments that's wonderful Joanna that you do yeah. that please keep on doing that that's yeah. wonderful I'll try <laughs> Uh, maybe just finally on that on that question, if someone needs more help, what's kind of the first step for them in getting help with their self-esteem? Yeah, that's a really good question and one that really comes up a lot for both Amy and I is low self-esteem is certainly enough or if you're feeling low about yourself or notice that your confidence is impacting on so many parts of your life, whether it's work, friends, dating, that's a really good time to reach out for support. And I think talking to a therapist, we are trained in, in in understanding your issue, in holding a really safe space for you to talk through how you're feeling. Therapy can be so wonderful in exploring what's really going on because essentially it's Mm. not just about... I don't like how I look. It often, as Amy was saying, goes to a bit of a deeper issue like I need to look good to be accepted or I need Mm -hmm. to be attractive to be loved. Often there's so many messages and beliefs that we hold um, that can be manifesting as low self-confidence and a low self-esteem. So therapy can be really wonderful to explore that because it'll start to also sometimes it blows your mind therapy because you'll be like, oh, my God, I didn't realise all of this stuff I was holding on to and thinking um, and how badly it was affecting me. So therapy can be really wonderful. Your GP is a really good source of information if you are wanting to engage in therapy. They usually will always know a good psychologist or counsellor in your area. So if you're unsure, that's a really good place to start. I think the good thing about uh, therapy is that you don't have to ask the other person about their life. (laughs) 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 If you get to the end and you've just been talking about yourself, it's like you almost feel like you should be like, but how are you? (laughs) No, you do not need to ask that at all. (laughs) well thank you so much for joining us Kat and Amy that was a really valuable chat I'm sure that a lot of our audience will get a lot out of that but if you want to find out more about Amy and Kat you can find them on Instagram at the psychology sisters and they also have a podcast if you're interested in listening to that thanks for joining us today thanks so much guys thank you so much for having us Product we didn't know we needed, Hannah. Mine is a newbie to my shower. As you know, I love the Virtue Recovery Shampoo. Mm. I continually talk about it. I've said no one's going to be able to convince me to change shampoos. This is my holy grail. And then Chris from Rogue Beauty sent me some Orbe products. And I have Mm. not used Orbe shampoo since it first launched with Adore Beauty quite a few years ago. Like I just tried it out once. I had like a little sachet sample, tried it out. I was like, yeah, this is nice. He sent me the Gold Lust shampoo and conditioner. So this is for, I think, damaged hair or normal to damaged hair. Firstly, the smell of Orbe products, I'll fight anyone who says they aren't the best smelling products on this earth. I froth the smell of Orbe. Like I have that look. I've got their perfume at my desk right now. Yes, you do. You love their perfume. I'm obsessed with it. I absolutely love it. It is one of their best smells. So all of their products are scented with that. And just having this in my hair and then having that like linger, I'm just obsessed Mm. with it. But also 
I shot a reel the following day and I was in front of a ring light and my hair was so shiny and I've not seen it be that shiny like on camera ever, I don't think, and I'm convinced it was using that shampoo and conditioner the night before to Mm. wash my hair. It was like almost reflective. So Mm. I think that's because of Orbe, but really liking it so far potentially could be something to have on rotation with my virtue. I'm still, I'm not giving up my virtue. Uh, You can Mm -hmm. pry it out of my cold, dead hands, but I may rotate it with the Orbe Gold Lust. So far, really enjoying it. But bougie AF, only for people who are willing to spend a load of money on hair care. (laughs) Um, What's yours, Hannah? On the Mm. hair care topic? On the hair care front, this is more of a bit of a PSA because people, anytime a new Olaplex product comes out, people go wild. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is a new Olaplex. It is the number eight Bond Intense Moisture Mask and I have been using it. um, I used it the whole time in New Zealand. Your hair looks really smooth today, by the way. Does it? Is that Olaplex? Yes, it is. Yeah, I've been using it um, every wash for the last couple of weeks so it is I guess the way that you would do it you would you would do your Olaplex shampoo and then you would swap out your your conditioner and add this mask instead but you um, need to leave it in so it is really hydrating but then it and I did find that it was hydrating but I could also tell that it like repairs the hair as well you know when Mm -hmm. you like use Olaplex or K18 and the hair feels not only soft but stronger yeah like yeah. it's not just being coated with like softening silicone. so or what would you rather all plex 8 or k18 so this one's a hard one because i find that the k18 is for me more challenging to use because i need conditioner so mm. i actually have to put the k18 in leave it in for four minutes and then i have to do conditioner after mm-hmm. like towel dry my head so that's quite a yeah. process and this is more you can just use it in the shower yeah shampoo and then condition it and actually leave my hair is just so frizzy and coarse and gets knotted it's just yeah it is a little bit more challenging but i like both of them um so it suggests to use it one to two times per week instead of conditioner and it also has the olaplex bond repair ingredient in there so if you've got dry damaged color treated hair this one would be a really good hair mask for you because it's both softens but it also repairs great um and also if you want to know more about that Olaplex number eight millie from our customer experience team did a youtube video on it so if you want to know more like who it's for what's in it blah 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 go to our youtube Mm. channel and you'll be able to watch that there can we actually talk about these nails I've made a a big mistake. That's like the normal length of my nails. I know. So I saw your nails the other day and I was like, God, because we were at the mole mapping place. Yeah. And I was like, God, Joe's nails look good. I really want them. They look sexy. Long nails are sexy. And I was like, I'm going to go and get them done because I haven't had like tips put on my nails since before lockdowns. Yeah. Ages. I don't think you've had tips ages. Yeah. God. This year, oh my God, that scares me. Anyway, I got home and I had to unpack and I've got this new bed and I've got a new couch that I had to move around and I obviously love doing puzzles. And anyway, I honestly was like, what have I done? I can't do anything. Like they look good. You just have to adjust. Yeah, someone said that. You make it work. If Kylie Jenner can look after Stormy and have the length nails she has... I think you can manage. The only the only good thing about it was I curled my hair and then it's really easy to like brush the hair out with the nails. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was a bit of a plus. See, one of my nails broke right down to the 
and look how short oh, that nail no. is. But I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna cut all of them down to that length. But I also don't know what to do with myself when I have really short nails because I use my nails to like open things. Like it's a real adjustment. Your nails really because you use your hands for so much. It changes the way you do things. Look how long they are. That's how long my natural nails are. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're intense. No, I love them. They look great. Are they SNS or shellac? SNS. And I yeah. had so many people message me on Instagram, like people are so hating on SNS and it's like they think I care about my nail health. Like I pick <laughs> off SNS. Like I couldn't give a sh. And like they're telling me like, oh my God, it's the devil. I'm like, I don't care. Like my, yeah. I, I just wait for the nails to grow back. Like I'm one of yeah. those people that doesn't care. Uh, I am not. I strongly yeah. care about my nail health. <laughs> We're opposites. That's okay. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. 